Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 30, 83 sorry, of this Daily Study Podcast. I uh, hope you're enjoying your day today and thank you for joining us. Uh, we are concluding this week's study uh, on this uh, Sabbath day uh, on the Doctrine and Covenants 27-28 section in the Come Follow Me, uh, covering March the 15th to March the 21st. And today uh, we're concluding the part where we're talking about personal revelation and how revelation works to the church and who is entitled to receive that revelation. So after a little a couple of verses where the Lord directs Oliver that, that he will um, te- go teach this gospel to the Lamanites, he returns back to the matter at hand about the next steps and how to resolve the situation with Hiram Page. Now we talked, we talked about the background and context of this uh, two episodes ago, uh, actually three episodes ago, I think because uh, there was quite a lot involved in this. But as we know, Hiram Page was the brother-in-law uh, to um, the Whitmers. He was therefore related to Oliver Cowdery, um, in a sense. And in verse 11, it says, And again, thou shalt take thy brother, Hiram Page, between him and thee alone, and tell him that those things which he hath written from that stone are not of me, and that Satan deceiveth him. So the Lord states that this is this, that this is Satan once again trying to thwart the work. And when you think about it, uh, he is working overtime uh, to try and stop this church from going forth. He has tried, obviously, binding the tongue of young Joseph. That didn't work. So he's therefore then tried to have people steal the plates from Joseph. Uh, and that hasn't worked. It partially worked with the manuscript paper being stolen or lost. Uh, but, uh, of course, the work was not frustrated. Uh, the Lord had a plan centuries before to uh, be able to get the whole of the Book of Mormon teachings out, uh, or at least the parts that, the, 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 that we needed in the latter days out to the people. Uh, he tried to kind of halt the uh, printing press work and, and, and stop that, but that wasn't stopped. Uh, and then, of course, uh, we've just discussed last week about the persecution that began in Colesville uh, with the people breaking the dam uh, jeering and mocking the saints when they were doing the baptisms, and of course uh, the the mob that formed and the arrest the arresting that happened of Joseph twice uh, before he could get to confirm those people in the church. So this is yeah a different way that Satan's tactics are changing, and and he is trying different ways that within the church he is trying to give some revelation uh, in inverted commas, uh, which obviously goes against what Joseph has said, or at least build up someone as another focal point for a revelation other than the prophet Joseph for the whole church. Uh, Marion G. Romney uh, had this to say, quote, The prophet was greatly concerned about it because Oliver Cowdery and the Whitmers were sympathetic to Hiram Page and began to believe his spurious revelation. In response to the prophet's inquiry, the Lord gave him the revelation recorded in the 28th section of the Doctrine and Covenants. This revelation straightened Hiram Page out, but it did not. It did not end Satan's efforts to deceive the brethren. You'll remember how they, how they, including some of the leaders of the church, fought the prophet in the days of Kirtland, and at the time of one attack on the prophet, when Brigham Young was present, he arose and said that Joseph was a prophet and knew it, and that they who re- and that they who rail and slander him could but destroy their own authority and cut the thread that bound them to the prophet of God and sink themselves to hell. Close quote. This is a foreshadowing of, of things that would happen later. This, you know, turns out quite amicably. Uh, Oliver does go to Hiram Page and speaks to him about this uh, revelation he was given by Joseph. And Hiram Page recognises his um, 
the issue uh, that, that comes up. Um, in verse 13, for example, it says, For all things must be done in order and by common consent in the church by the prayer of faith. So the fact is, is that Joseph Smith is the one that is called as, God, as God's prophet, his mouthpiece on the earth. And he is to the one to be the one to lead and direct the church under his direction uh, by the spirits of revelation. Once again, as we've said a number of times over the last couple of episodes this week, um, this does not mean that we cannot receive revelation. In fact, the opposite. We are to receive revelation for our own families, for our own personal lives, but we cannot receive revelation to direct this global church. Uh, we are not in the authority to do so. President Russell M. Nelson has the keys to be able to receive that today. Um, but the Lord has his order and his way of, of building revelation from the ground up, as it were. Uh, and I suppose, you know, at this time, uh, it was a blessed moment that Hiram Page accepted this. But as we read in that quote from Mar Marion G. Romney, this was not to be the case always. And in fact, as the church progresses, and as we go through the Doctrine and Covenants and go deeper into the church history, we will find that there are great moments of great persecution, not just from outside the church, but probably the most dangerous from inside the church and those who feel that they feel no better than the prophets. Uh, and that is a very dangerous place to be in. Um, the Lord continues his revelation to Oliver Cowdery uh, and says, And thou shalt assist to settle all these things according to the covenants of the church before thou shalt take thy journey among the Lamanites. And it shall be given thee from the time thou shalt go until the time thou shalt return what thou shalt do. So that is interesting because in verse 15, it's after the, after the Lord has said to Oliver, you, this is not your place. You do not receive this revelation. Hiram Page does not receive this revelation because, of course, there was two incidents in terms of challenges to the prophet's uh, revelations that were in place here. Not just Hiram Page's from this stone, but also Oliver Cowdery stating that the prophet should do as he says and remove certain parts and phrases from the revelation given for Doctrine and Covenants 20. Uh, but also, yeah, so there's these two things here. But in verse 15, he is told that what he, it will be given him about what he will say when he goes to the Lamanites, indicating that he will receive revelation. Uh, but once again, uh, that it's not his place to receive revelation for the entire church. And in verse 16, it says, And thou must open thy mouth at all times, declaring my gospel with the sound of rejoicing. Uh, President Dieter F. Uchtdorf said this, quote, There are times when the Lord reveals to us things that are intended only for us. Nevertheless, in many cases, he entrusts a testimony of the truth to those who will share it with others. This has been the case with every prophet since the days of Adam. This is not always easy. Some would rather pull a handcart across the prairie than bring up the subject of faith and religion to their friends and co-workers. They worry about how they might be perceived or how it might harm their relationship. It doesn't need to be that way because we have a glad message of, to share. And we have a message of joy, close quote. I love that insight by President Uckdorf. Some of us would probably rather pull a, a, a handcart across a prairie or undergo huge persecution uh, in other ways than on our own bring up a subject of faith and religion with our friends. Um, but I think that that probably comes from a sense that we just have a natural uh, worry that people will, as President Ugdorf say, not like us anymore or jeer us or that relationship with our friends will change. Um, but of course, if we if we try and share this from a message, from a sense of love, and I don't say 
that to say, oh, yes, I love you, so therefore you must join the church. But I love you, and this is something which I think is, I feel is important to me. Um, here's what I think about it. You're more than welcome to, to listen to it, or you're more than welcome to have your own views on it, or not quite agree with it. But because I love you, and because this is important to me, this is something I really want to share with you. Uh, it's an important thing to consider to do. And again, like we shared yesterday in the podcast, there are many ways we can do this today. You can bring it up in conversation with your friends and co-workers. And I have found that if you pray for missionary opportunities, they do come. Uh, when I was a teenager, about when I kind of felt the truthfulness of the Book of Mormon, so kind of when I, when I was 15 or so or turning 16, I started doing this for a little while and I was scared or stunned by the number of conversations I had at college and school about the Book of Mormon and about the church when I prayed for these missionary opportunities, so much so that I stopped for a while because I was like, whoa, this really does work. Uh, and so I, I know that those things can happen and we can receive revelation for them. And that is to be done in wisdom and in order uh, to lead and direct the church from the prophets and his lead and the, and the church's leaders, but also for members to receive revelation on how to share the gospel and bring it to others' lives. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for joining this podcast. Thank you for subscribing and reviewing the podcast on your social media platform and joining us on the social media platform, on the podcasting platform. Sorry for reviewing it. And thank you for joining the social media platforms and uh, email me with any feedback you have at ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.